Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As more sectors across Ireland are reopening, the COVID-19 pandemic unemployment payment is changing. If you're currently receiving this payment, the amount you receive will change from the 16th of November. To find out more about how these changes will affect you, visit gov.ie forward slash PUP changes. A Government of Ireland initiative brought to you by the Department of Social Protection. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the Blood and Mud podcast. The podcast that decide, is, has decided uh, against Farrow and Ball. Really? Okay. Interesting. Yes. Wow. How's well. Th- how's that happened? Well, well, those of you who are watching will see if I do this, there are even more. There's more. Because we are live yeah, on the yeah. live stream for patrons. I know we've been doing We There's some paint samples there. There are more. Because... Mm-hmm. Um, we picked a Farrow and Ball colour and then we've not all picked it up. I mean, my wife had to have a very serious conversation about the fact that the reason why we're probably hesitating to order it is because it's so fucking expensive. And, and we've just, I said, on the internet, there must be somewhere which where you can mm-hmm. put a Farrow and Ball colour in and it tells mm-hmm. you the cheapo alternative that looks the same. Yeah. So we found that website. Funnily enough, <laughs> it tells you which either crown or Dulux thing is basically the same color. So, so sod you, Farrow and yeah. Ball. I mean, it's I'm all for freeing all of us middle class people from the tyranny of Farrow and Ball paint. So, yeah, more power to you, I say. It locks you in, doesn't it? It locks you in. Yeah, yeah. People go, look at look at all oh, these colors are so good, though. Aren't they? So, yeah, but if you go to B and Q in the the Dulux aisle. It's got like just just the green bit's got about five hundred greens. It must be able to be found there. It must be surely, but it's not being curated by you know some some dickhead, somebody or other, has it? So yeah, so yeah, that, that's my news. So we I, we have picked a colour, so you might actually find that those. Paint I, I'm not going to know what's going to happen when we we haven't got a load of paint swatches behind your head anymore. It's going to be weird. Notice, anyway. You'll notice as well that the, the, the picture that's usually put my head has gone as well because we put it up in the kitchen. So it's, it's all, all happening. It is all Honestly. happening. Let me tell you. Strap in, folks. You thought Kitchen Gate was an ordeal. Paint Gate. The saga. Paint Gate. Woof. I need to paint me gate as well, actually, as it goes. <laughs> I need to buy some hammerite. 
There's yeah. no replacing that. You're just going to go for hammerites. Yeah, you just got to buy hammerites. In the same way that people try to paint radiators with just regular paint. And it's like, don't do that, you idiot. Just buy a fucking thing and hammerite. I think I told the story in the group chat, didn't I? About when me and my mum moved into our house, my mum had managed to scrape up money to get together to get to after the divorce. And the first night we ran the bath, it had been painted in emulsion by the by the developer that had like flipped the house basically. What a shit house. Yeah. Amazing stuff. So as soon as you ran hot water to it, it just bubbled basically. (laughs) Famously water soluble in from paint. Yeah. Christ. So anyway, hello. I'm Lee. I now have a bath that doesn't bubble when you run hot water into it, which is good. And over there is Uh, I'm Josh. I have a bath that only bubbles if I put bubbles in it. So yeah. We've discussed we've discussed hot tubs before. Have we discussed a yeah. bath? Do you like a bath? I don't mind a bath. I like I, I don't have a lot of baths, but you know, when the mood takes me, I don't mind sitting down with a book in a bath for half an hour, nice and hot. You'll be un, you'll be unsurprised though. I've got a cast iron bath, obviously, with yeah. the feet and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Which I must I will say I bought second hand off Facebook. Yeah, um, from Stockport as it goes. So the bath had been in somebody's garden. It was 30 quid. We paid a couple of Polish lads, of course, 40 quid to go and get it. Mm-hmm. Well, you're still doing the bathroom, so we had to stick it in the driveway. I then phoned the same Polish lads back and said, can you come and get it upstairs <laughs> for me? Because have you fucking felt the weight of a cast iron bath? <laughs> fucking right, I have. Yeah, what? that's why I've got a bath with the... I've got a roll-top bath with feet and shit, but it's a modern one. What is made out of fucking plastic? <laughs> and you can move with one hand. <laughs> There's a lot to be said for it. I had to take the banister off, but these two lads, they were, they were sorted. Yeah, anyway, so what have you been up to yeah. then? You had a bath this weekend or anything else? Uh, I had a bath this weekend, no. I, I, I had two social engagements in one day on Sunday, which was what? just far too many. I know. Was yeah, it family so or was it like other stuff? Uh, no, it was one of, one of Rachel's friends uh, and her husband and her kid came round for coffee on Sunday morning, which... I'll, I'll be brutally honest with you. I was led to believe that it would just be that Rachel's friend was coming round for coffee. Yeah. Kid optional, potentially. Maybe we'll turn up. Don't know. Who knows? And if your wife's friend comes out for coffee, do you, are you given the permission, an unspoken oh, permission, yeah. to leave the room? And, yeah, and I can. Say, I can say hello, room. and then yes. I can fuck off and go and watch yeah, TV upstairs or whatever. Visit, yeah. yeah, yeah. However, for some reason, her husband, who I've never met turned up as well oh no and it was like <laughs> i have i've not signed up for this so that was yeah. 90 minutes my of... small talk energy has not been my small talk pump's not been filled up for this on a sunday morning at 11 o'clock do you really want to be making small talk for an hour and a half with a stranger god no you watch the rugby later anyway. no no i don't like rugby oh okay <laughs> I didn't even bother. I didn't even. You, Do you know play guitar? Radi- no, I don't know. Shit. You know when you, someone just re- radiates the energy of just like you and me don't have anything in common beyond the fact that our wives used to work together. It's like when Ross That's... and Mike try to have an evening together on Friends. Exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> like perfectly nice guy, but there's absolutely nothing there for the two of us. So, I mean, and the worst part is they've now invited us over theirs. Michael Nixon. He definitely says, I hope... doesn't. Michael Nixon says, I hope that doesn't listen to this, but he doesn't listen to this podcast. He definitely doesn't. It's nice to have you with us early this week, Michael, because don't think I don't know you'd have been watching Only Connect if you were if this was on I Monday. Because we're a day late, obviously, sorry, because you had to do a work thing and I had to do a work thing last night. Yeah, what are the odds? Double work thing. 
Interestingly, my work thing last night was live on the internet as well, but I was only in it yeah. for about 30 seconds. So I'll leave that with everybody. Yeah, my work Are you allowed thing, to say uh, what yours was? Because it was very exciting. Are we going to um, leave that hanging? Yeah, no, my, my work thing was uh, I was attending a uh, uh, what they would call a press junket, I guess, for um, Peter Jackson's upcoming Beatles documentary, Get Back, which I've seen 40 minutes of it. It's very, very good. Yeah, oh, I can't I'm, wait. Because not, one, it's I'm a not, documentary. I'm not technically allowed to say that yet, but it's very good. <laughs> two, it's about music. And three, it's mm. incredibly long, which are my yeah, favourite kinds. Three of hours. Um, but yeah, I, as it turned out, it was half an hour of uh, Peter Jackson being interviewed in very entertaining fashion uh, on Zoom by that um, bloke, one of the blokes off Radio 6 Music. Uh, and then they had the Q&A portion at the end where literally there was it was the entire Middle East and Europe, uh, this press junk it was, and they, they took three questions and then they left. Was yours uh, one of them? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, uh, I, mean, I don't think even all of the countries got to ask a question that were on because some bloke from Italy asked and two people from England asked. And I assume there was probably some French people there or some Dutch or something or Germans. Pizza. Either way. Peter, has your mind been changed about who the biggest cunt in the band was? I've been looked at all this archive footage. <laughs> Do you know what? Somebody did ask him if it had changed his opinion of them, and uh, his response yeah. was that he liked them all a lot better after it. And having watched that 40 minutes, uh, powerfully agree, even though I fundamentally know that John Lennon is an absolute prick of a man. Um, yes, it turns out we... Rongo is a right cunt. Who knew? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so that was interesting. But uh, yeah, that's all. I couldn't even like it's all getting transcribed and emailed to me. So really, I could have done this podcast while just having that in the window, and not really, it wouldn't have changed anything. Well, so. it's done nobody any harm, has it? To wait until today, I imagine. Quite uh, right then. So anything weekend? Either the new series of Narcos Mexico has teed it has teed, it, teed itself up in my. Uh... Oh, see now I've been meaning to sort of because we watch Narcos, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. because. Um, and then we watched a bit of Narcos Mexico, but I think that we made the mistake of going directly into Narcos Mexico from Narcos. <laughs> There's only so much and of this. We were a bit. We watched. We basically watched all however many series of Narcos there are. Is there three series of Narcos? I want to say yes. I think there is. Yeah. Yeah, it's not that many anyway. But we watched all three series of Narcos in about because it's reading as well. Don't forget. You yeah. can't. The <laughs> thing about watching Narcos is you can't like drift to your phone and then go, fucking hell, I've just missed five minutes of what they said. <laughs> I speak a bit of Spanish, but I, don't, I can't keep up with Narcos. Not that much. Yeah, no. So, yeah, we watched all the, th- the three seasons of Narcos, which, you know, is a lot of TV to watch anyway, but is also quite emotionally sapping once they start killing folk left, right, and center. Spoilers. Uh. <laughs> People get killed in, you know, South American and Central American drug lord stuff. Yeah, but then we went straight into Narcos Mexico and it was like, I think I might need a break from, you know, Central American drug traffickers. Well, the first Narcos Mexico, or the second series, is about the reference to murder of Kiki Camarena, don't they, the DEA guy in the first, and that's what Mar- Narcos Mexico kind of moves around. So that's yes. pretty grim. So you have, got to be, you have got to be kind of ready for it. Yeah, and I mean, I think it was that, that first episode. But is it the first episode of Narcos Mexico with the motorbikes where they pull the... Did they... Where Pacho Herrera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Pretty good. I think yeah. at that point we were just like... I'm putting the office on quite... again. 
Yeah, <laughs> this is quite, <laughs> quite, US quite heavy. Again. Might need a little break from this. And then we just never went back. But uh, I've always intended to. And well, it's, it's worth good, it now because sure. there's three series, which is great because you can binge watch. I've Absolutely. been binge watching Succession and I've caught up with it now and I'm really pissed off. I'm going to wait a week <laughs> in between episodes. Another thing that I definitely do want to go back to at some point, but I just can't bring myself. Just they are all going. awful, but at least they yeah, are yeah. slightly funny with it. Indeed, Particularly the uh, Roman, the, the one who Kieran Culkin plays. He's very yes, funny. Yes, he's excellent. But awful, but funny. Absolutely. Everyone in that program is an yeah. asshole. Um, yeah, my me, me son came home this weekend last week. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He said, Wednesday, I'm going to come home this weekend. Okay, so he comes home on the train. I pick him up from the station. He says, I said, uh, what, what's, what's brought you home? Is everything okay? He said, he says, yeah, yeah, fine. I think I've just missed, you know, home cooking and Manchester's getting a bit, you know, he's over the excitement of it. He's saying, oh, yeah, yeah. I said, so will you be in tonight then? Well, no, I think I might go. Oh, home. no, no, no. <laughs> oh, well, a few people are home. Oh, oh, there we are. There it is. That's yeah. why you're home, is it? <laughs> My wife went into, she's become a different person since she's gone away. She went into like super like mega mum thing, went, but spent about Christ knows how much in the supermarket getting everything he could possibly ever want. So he didn't do this when he was here. <laughs> Why are you doing it now? Because she adores it. And that's fair enough. Well, indeed. Uh, yeah, so there you go. That's my weekend. So then, I'm Lee. I've already said that. Hello. If you want to get in touch with the podcast, we are uh, on the Twitter. I'm on at Blood and Mud or on the email, lee at bloodandmud.com. And how would people get in touch with you, Josh, if that was their thing? Uh, if that's your thing, uh, then it's at Josh Gardner or uh, at rucked underscore Mike if you're so inclined. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're on Apple. We're we on Acast and everywhere. Yeah. It doesn't even matter who hosts a podcast anymore, does it? I think you just, really. you know, you just. People just subscribe to it. We're also on Patreon.com. Yeah, we are. Blood and Mud, where you can get extra content. You get the whole mm. episode and don't have to say goodbye before we talk about the weekend. You get access to the Facebook group. You get access to watching this live streaming. So you won't, mm -hmm. if you've not seen it, you could see all my paint samples on the wall when I move my head like this. Exactly. Imagine. Which people don't see if you're not uh, on, the, on the thing. You won't see that. Uh, we use £2 a month or £20 for the whole year. Who can sniff at that, by the way? Um, and you get all the extra episodes and all the extra stuff. You can also do £5 a month or £50 for the whole year to come into the VIP area behind the rope where all the other you know, giant kaplunkers and all that. And the jukebox mm -hmm. is always good. And you get some Moscow Mule and the Vodka and Lime. And one, we've had one this week. We've had quite a lot of people sign up this week into the normal mm. tier. And I want to say thank you to every single one of, of those people. Uh, but um, I would also like to say a very, very special thank you Hi. Um, to Sam Rag, who's joined the VIP this week. Sam is a fullback for Government Corruptonians, RFC. Uh, Sam has never once caught the ball from a kick whilst playing fullback. I mean, I've, I feel kinship with Sam, but go on. Well, it started off with him being genuinely awful at it. So he just kept dropping right. it all the time and stuff. And mm -hmm. people got very frustrated. But now it's actually his thing. So he actually finds interesting and entertaining ways to not catch the ball now. Like okay. you know, he headers it, boots it on the volley, Rene Higuita style scorpion kick. I mean, that's lovely. Lays it up volleyball that? style and then catches yeah. it sort of thing. Um, so the opposition now, because it's an understood thing in the league, opposition don't even bother to chase kicks. And in fact, refs penalise people who try to challenge a kick it's that he's attempting to not the catch. Game. 
quite frankly. I'm right yeah, there with them. It's what lower league's all about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so there you go. Sam Rag, thank you very much. The non-catching Indeed. ball fullback. Welcome, thank Sam. Thank you, Sam. If you want a bit of that action, then you can come into get yourself up to patreon.com slash mud. Type that into your keyboard. You're presented with lots of options about whether you want to join. You can pay in your own currency if, you, if you're one of the foreign people. If you're one of the foreign yeah, people that yeah. live in this country, you're paying pounds, obviously. Yeah, sorry. But, uh, you can't choose. No. But... Well, I think you can. And maybe you had a, but then you just pay exchange. There's no point. If you signed up yonks ago and you're still paying in dollars and you are based in the UK or somewhere else or Europe, mm-hmm. you can now choose how you pay. So you can log in and change your currency if you haven't done that already. Do that, save yourself some fees. So there you go, patreon.com. Shall we begin as we always begin, Josh, with a player spotted? I think we better idea. Now, I don't want to, I don't want to over, I don't want to give this too much of a trail, right? But mm. I think this could be the motherload of player spotted mundanity that we've had okay. this week. Because there's a lot going on. I'd like to thank Jan Kurt- Kurtzy, who got in touch via the DMs. He says, hello, mm-hmm. Lee. Prompted by, a, I'm sure he means hello to you as well. I'm just, you know. No, it's fine. I've, yeah. I'm, I've accepted my position in all this. Okay. He says, I'm prompted by a last-minute panic about no longer having well-fitting shirts and trousers for my first in-person work event. I was quickly walking towards Didcot Parkway train station. Mm-hmm. Now, there's your first bit of incredibly boring shit in this place. Love it. Yeah. Um, I was quickly walking towards Didcot Parkway train station whilst listening to the pod. That's not boring. That's a wonderful thing to do. That's Thank you very much. Riveting, if anything. Surely. He said, to catch a train to the bright lights of Reading... And its wide range of clothing stores. I've not been to Reading much, but I don't get the impression it's like fucking Savile Row down there. Do you know what I mean? I mean, they've got the Octagon, haven't they? Or whatever the fuck it is. The Oracle Centre. <laughs> the Octagon. <laughs> <laughs> they should have an Octagon, which everyone has to go into. The entire popul- population has to I'll tell you what, it's, I always find that funny when you're driving down the M4 and it just, like, from the M4, it has a like sign that just says, the Oracle. They does say the Oracle, yeah. And it doesn't yeah. And it doesn't say the Oracle shopping centre. And so it's just like, what is this like a Delphi thing or is this like is it just no no is it's it like, is it like that Australian fellow with the goatee beard in the Matrix? Yes. Or was the Oracle the woman? Like oh he was the creator. Oh, the Oracle, the Oracle was, the, creator, was, was the yeah. Was was the woman cooking in like a small flat, wasn't she? Yes. Yes, she was. I'll tell well, you. Well he tells I... you what you need to hear, not stuff that she actually knows. So it sounds like a bit of a con to me. It does sound a bit. She basically just spouts a load of fucking silly mumbo jumbo and then waits for you to make your mind up about what you want to do anyway. <laughs> She's a bit like a uh, Clinton Baptiste in Phoenix. Right? <laughs> I'm <laughs> getting the word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you so anyway, Oracle Center, do have I what? Never been to the Oracle Center. No, as I say, I've kind of bypassed Reading. My my brother-in-law lives down that way, sort of south of the M4 Fleet, that sort of mm. way. So when we come down this way, we can cut through there and we go past Bray, where all them posh fucking restaurants are. Mm. So you kind of sort of get near Reading, but it's only on like a bypass. As you said, when I lived in Cardiff, I had to go to South London to work quite a bit, and I used to drive past mm. that sign many, many times, thinking I've been to the Medeski Stadium. Yeah, I've been to the Oracle Centre by, by boat. It's on the Thames, is it? Uh. Or well, 
basically, I was on a stag weekend, one of those stag weekends where you hire a canal boat. Um, and it was very badly organised um, and very planned at last minute. So for some reason, we hired... There's about 15 of us, and we hired a commensurately sized narrow boat, which is not that narrow, That's and certainly... Not that wide. <laughs> not wide enough either. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's not narrow, but not wide enough. And it's like the it's reverse been... Goldilocks. It's not just yeah. right at all. Yeah, <laughs> Literally about 50 feet long, this narrow boat. And so, um, and the plan was to take it up from just outside of Bristol along the canals and waterways of uh, the southwest and stop at Reading outside a pub and then go into Reading for some reason and uh, and go all night out. But for some reason, we overshot on the Saturday that we went there and we <laughs> we realised. And about and this, who'd have thought I, a load I, of lads on a stag do driving a narrow boat might yeah, somehow driving get an lost. extremely <laughs> long narrow boat that we so we realised that we were like oh we've overshot and we're actually in the centre of Reading because you know like how you obviously you have never been to the Oracle but like there's a sort of waterway in the midst of the Oracle where there's like a sort of fancy bridge and things and shops on either side and we sort of ended up in the midst of it so we were like okay we'll we'll tie the boat up here and we'll get out and we'll go and have a fucking mission burrito or whatever thing and then we'll turn back around and go the way we're supposed to go it's quite hard turns out to review to reverse a narrow boat in a especially when it's about 50 foot long and i would say that the waterway itself width wise was probably about 55 feet so i mean it it doesn't take a genius to work out what happens does it really i mean with <laughs> Within about 17 minutes of us getting back, we've basically jackknifed ourselves across this waterway and uh, are having to use oars and things to kind of try and stop us from being jammed into the side. Uh, But all of the shoppers who were out enjoying their Saturday afternoon and having their their mission burritos and things and their Velociraptor mini golf were uh, thoroughly entertained by us absolute dickheads. So... A shopping centre with a canal running through it. I would never have guessed that for Red. No, you wouldn't have, would you? This is the this is the hidden wonders that I mean, I say it, maybe it wasn't a canal, maybe we somehow ended up on the river. <laughs> I, I can't explain. <laughs> maybe you ended up with just a decorative water. I'd like to say I was not driving that boat. Uh I was purely there to Can go I just and open say that sounds like a, a fucking appalling idea for a stag do, by the way. I don't know why you're friends. A terrible with this terrible idea for a stag do, um, because Again, ter- appallingly organised, um, and as was going out for a night out in Reading, as the sort of main like thrust of the. Again, I've not been to Reading, but I can probably guess. You know, I mean, there's definitely there's at least one nightclub that was very overpriced um, that we spent a lot of time in, uh, and then we got back to the the boat, which we just moored up next to a pub. Um, and this was in like October or something. It wasn't warm. It was miserable. Um, and it was pissing with rain. And we got back at about two or three o'clock in the morning. And the groom, who is a type one diabetic, um, had not... Not too much mission burrito, I hope. Not too much mission burrito, <laughs> but definitely too much beer and shots and other things with sugar in it and hadn't had enough insulin to thing him out. So went into a sort of diabetic, semi-diabetic coma 
So we had to ring one of the people on the stag do's wife, who's a doctor, at three o'clock in the morning and be like, should we take him to hospital? Is he going to die? And they were like, just jab him with his EpiPen and hope for the best. And he was fine. Because if we do have to take him to hospital, I don't want to tell you that we're stuck jackknifed <laughs> in a 50-foot waterway. So. I was going to say, I don't know where the nearest canal-based hospital is. So <laughs> we're well, really a gap fun. in the market. Canal-based hospitals. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, I went on a, a boat in the North of Broads once, and there was about 12 of us on one boat, and it was... I mean, they're bigger boats there, obviously, hence the broads. But we yes. nearly ended up in the sea at Great Yarmouth because there's a big sign mm-hmm. that says turn left, turn left. But the lad driving was a bit pissed. He kind of didn't take it seriously. Didn't realise we were driving out into the North Sea. <laughs> Had to quickly spin that round. That was a massive boat. Another thing is we went into one town and then couldn't get under the main bridge that went across the broad river thing and had to try and spin it around. So we had that probable try and spin it around. And, oh, God, is it too long? And are we going to be stuck here forever? And they have to get a crane and we're all in deep shit. Long story short, I lasted three days on that holiday because I wanted to kill everybody aboard. <laughs> See, because that was the thing. By like the Sunday, after we'd had the sort of minor sort of brush with death and things and, and going full ever given in the... Uh, the <laughs> yes. we uh, on, the, on the way back, the sun came out and sort of... I, I, we all just weirdly got into it and we were all having a lovely time. And it was like, oh, we're all going to hop out and do the locks and it was really exciting. And then we realised that no, this yeah. is very silly. Let's all go home. The broads was nice because the sun was out for about 10 minutes. And then I was like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm one of those people because of where I'm from, I think, and where I live now. I don't trust places that are too flat. <laughs> broads gives me the creeps because you can right see for fucking miles. You. 100%. I do not like. Like, Lincolnshire can get the fuck. <laughs> that whole, like, I don't... The you fact you can see you, the cathedral like... from 47 miles yeah. away is no good. It's like... I was brought up in a sensible place where I was surrounded on all sides by mountains at all times. Yeah, and, and country I, lanes was... with incredibly high hedges so you can't see a thing. The idea yeah, you can drive down a country lane and see self. everything is very bizarre. <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, yes. sorry. Anyway, Jan, continue. Meanwhile, back in on uh, Didcot Parkway, Jan says, as I passed the taxi rank, I became aware of a very large man walking slowly in front of me in the same direction. One of his legs was in a brace, and I thought in my head, I bet that guy got injured playing rugby, he thought to himself. As I overtook him, because obviously he's walking slow because leg brace, I realised the mystery injured man was none other than Joe Cockner Singer. Mm. As I waited for the machine to print my tickets, I saw him standing near the barriers looking puzzled at his phone, presumably trying to, trying to find his mobile ticket. I went up to my platform, and when he was sat down on the bench, I walked past him to use the bathroom. I then... Ooh, ooh, um, train station bathrooms, man. He said, I then sat down at another bench. It might be nice at Didcot Parkway because it's down south. Mm. The toilets and crew are like something from an 1870s sanatorium. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> um, he said, I then I sat down on the bench um, and wanted to double check that it was him. I googled Joe Cock and a Singer injury and Somerset Live, yet another mundane mm-hmm. point on this, confirmed to me that he had injured his left leg in a pre-season game against Cardiff. I glanced up, checked that it was a left leg that was in a brace, and after a few minutes, he got on the same train as me, but in a different carriage. He didn't get off at Reading, so I'm assuming he was going to London. He said, I hope that was sufficiently boring. Sufficiently boring, boring. Jan. I'm telling you, that was fucking wonderful. It was so much boring detail. Boring, yeah. I'm on the the, the vinegar strokes of boredom, basically, (laughs) if that's such a thing. Um, 
He said, however, he said one funny part of it was is that this was 30 minutes before Bath's game against Newcastle, which shows the level of fucks even Bath's own players give about this season because he wasn't <laughs> obviously at the game or even bothering his arse. So, yeah, so I thank mean, you, would Jan. you turn up and watch Bath? If you, unless you, I mean, I suppose he is technically being paid to be there, but... He is being paid to like, be there. I mean, you probably would be quite frustrated thinking that I could make this 3,000% better, <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> Even with me brace on. Give me yeah. some shorts. I'm going on. Harley Worthy says, as someone who's frequently used to Cop Parkway, can confirm that the toilets are better than average. Fair play. Fair do. Typical. That's one of the reasons to use HS2, isn't it, when it opens. I bet the yeah. bobs will be belting. Yeah. I told you I'm off to Seville, haven't I, for the sevens in January. Yeah, yeah. If anybody else is going, do give me a shout, by the way. Um, And the... And the I'm getting the train from Madrid to... Seville. I'll be no flights going to Seville. That'll be lovely. And uh, I will be with my wife, by the way, so I can't spend all weekend with you lot. <laughs> and um, the, but I'm getting the super mega fast, super mega mega fast, 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 fast <sighs> Spanish super mega train their version of HS2, I guess, which they started fucking years ago because they're not backward like we are. And um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that because I thought maybe I'll hire a car. Do you know how long it takes to drive from Madrid to Seville? Seven hours. Yeah, something like that. Between oh. six and seven hours on the train, outrageous. Yeah, two and a half hours. See, three hundred kilometers an hour. Get that in you. That is what public transport should be. Yeah, none of this. I mean, they've got a gigantic in. flat sort of like elevated plane in the middle of the country to drive these trains through with nobody in it. I mean, that <laughs> it helps. Does, it does it? help in that regard, but still, it's still. Why does it take an hour? You know, two hours to get from London to Bristol. I can basically drive it in that time. Anytime they try and put something new up in this country, though, like remember when they like had to build that link between Paris and the Channel Tunnel? We had to do London to the Channel Tunnel. And France had theirs done in about two minutes because the French state mm-hmm. said, "Get the fuck out of the way," and smashed <laughs> it through. And we were still negotiating with the 14th Flower Arranging Club of Tunbridge Wells or something to <laughs> check that it was because that's just the way we do things. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly an argument to be made that we should just level everything and put trains across it level kent yes yeah why yeah. Not? <laughs> yeah my best friend is from kent i don't mean that matt if you listen um, <laughs> um right so that's your player spotted thank you jan there's been a few coming in this week we're parking quite a few so if you have something mm-hmm. that's not been read out yet we haven't forgotten as you as you know from last week tom sent his in three times about Antoine. but to be fair it worked didn't it it did work didn't it yeah so uh you know let that be a lesson to us all so, shall we do some news? I think we should, yeah. Where do you want to start, Josh? Uh, everyone's injured, Lee. Everyone. Everyone is injured. Yes, in a week where... Uh, Are you injured? Yeah. Uh, only sort of emotionally. I have a strange but... injury, as I confessed. I won't say it online, but I have a strange injury, as I confessed in the group chat before we, before we, came, on, before we came online. <laughs> So I'll, a, I'll be keeping an eye on that, everybody. But yeah, yeah, definitely do keep it an might eye on be, that. You know, we'll see how it goes, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know how World Rugby feel about your particular injury, but they're having a, a medical commission conference this week where talk of player welfare and injury prevention is obviously very high on the list. Um, so it's very fitting that half the test players in the world seem to have got themselves injured in some way, shape or form over the last couple of weeks. Uh, this week we're going to add Owen Farrell, Michael Hooper um, and Johnny Sexton to the list. Jamie of, Jamie George as well. Um, Wales are in such comical dire straits now that Wynne Jones, the man who was decried as being too fat for Test Rugby a week ago by Wayne Pivak, might have to cover tight head on the bench against <laughs> Australia. 
um, because Dylan Lewis is quite literally the only fit Welsh qualified tight head left in all professional rugby. Apparently, he's not, but um, he's certainly the only one that uh, Wayne Pivak is interested in. Which, you know, it's it's not good, is it? Tom Both is technically Welsh qualified now. The Osprey's South African prop. I'd call him up because he's a better scrummager than anyone in the squad. And <laughs> it's better than Win Jones having to cover tight head for some reason. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, in short, I hope the conference is going very well for them because clearly we need it. So I have a bit of a cough there. So, yeah, um, we're going to preview the games later, obviously, for this weekend. But it, what I will say, I'll be interested for all, all those get Farrell out the fucking team types have got their wish now, I guess, and against South Africa. Yes. So we will soon find out what that means. We'll talk about that later on, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonathan Humphrey, speaking of Wales, and maybe we'll yeah. come to this later on, but Jonathan Humphreys appears to have some kind of psychosis. Yeah, I can believe it. Because I quote, he said, what did he say? He's basically said that he's really impressed with the and lots to be happy about with Wales this uh, autumn, according to Jonathan. That strikes me as hugely a positive autumn for Wales, says Jonathan Humphreys. I mean, genuinely, what can he be talking about? <laughs> I don't know because I mean, the set piece has been an absolute joke to the point where it even got sort of Fiji got a fucking shove on in the first half. On the weekend, and the lineout barely works. Ryan Elias broadly looks like a rugby player now. Is that what he means? That they're desperate. They're Maybe desperate, desperate yeah. attempt to get right to make Ryan Elias a thing seems to finally be working. But other than that, I genuinely, certainly from a forward perspective, they've been fucking shit. They found so, that um, Aaron Wainwright works at eight. For about fifty minutes, didn't they? And then he was but not pretty in much the, anonymous yeah, the week after. <laughs> but not in, but not in the scrum. <laughs> which, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I, I'm genuinely fascinated as to what he might mean by that. I think it basically means I want to keep my job, so I'm basically already it lobbying does, yeah. I'm for how to, it's positive. I'm actually, make out yeah. that things have gone very well when they they really haven't. Yeah, I mean, we could have gone back an aggregate hundred meters in the scrum. We've actually only gone back an aggregate of fifty-seven meters. <laughs> So, you know, think about that, won't you? Hmm. Yeah, interesting stuff. Indeed. Do we want to talk about the World Player of the Year shortlist or not? Yes, uh, they've it's they've been announced, and safe to say everyone is feeling the cost of putting Clive Woodward in a position of influence again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's real bad. Um, the men's uh, Player of the Year thing is just really really fucking weird <laughs> um the men's 15s player of the year nominees are antoine dupont okay you know he has been very good this year not as good as he was last year when he didn't win it and didn't get nominated um Marutoje, who was good on the lions tour has been pretty poor other than that uh by his standards Michael Hooper, who, to be fair, has been fucking excellent this season. Um, and Samu Karevi, who's been really good in the four tests he's played this year, but he has only played four tests. Um, and no South Africans at all, which 
feels like a real fucking slap in the face to about half that team, not least, I mean, Ibn Etzebeth, for starters, uh, Sia Khaleesi, who's been fucking epic this year. I mean, Damien Dialende, who's been epic this year. I mean, you could pick out about half of that Bok team who've all played much better this year than either Marowato or You can't reward people who don't take fire safety seriously, Jack. <laughs> It, I mean, it I reinforces the wrong behaviour. That is true, and for that reason, that's why I'm not suggesting that <laughs> Daniel um, should should have been involved. None of us are very keen on Razzy Erasmus making videos and sending them to people, but I am absolutely keen on him making a video and sending it to Clive Woodward. Hundred percent. One thing that is the one thing that he's still got in his favour is that Razzy Erasmus seems to have as much contempt for Clive Woodward as we do. So, <laughs> I think it's absolutely. Fair enough. Um, yeah, on the women's side, um, no Jasmine Joyce in the women's sevens player of the year seems absolutely fucking mental, to be honest, given that she's absolutely lit up both the Olympics and every game she's played since. Um, Marcus Smith getting breakthrough player of the year when he's got three caps and one good England performance out of it, again, feels fucking mental. Um, it just it may and Ian Foster somehow being up for coach of the year <laughs> equally insane. When well, he's won like, a trophy, I guess. I guess but so. In the strangest of that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, there's there's not that many, co- yeah. These things are the Georgian stupid. guy should win coach of the year for not dying. I mean, yeah, to put a decent well, performance in against France. Jack Nienabuk should win it for winning a Lions tour in getting South Africa back to number one in the world. You know? And he used it's... to be a physio, you know, surely he's got extra yeah, yeah. points for that. Absolutely. Like Simon Middleton should win it as England coach anyway, because they're far and away the best team in any discipline in the world this year. 17 and... unbeaten now, I'll have you know. Indeed. And Poppy Cleal should absolutely win for women's 15th player of the year, in my opinion. But uh, some of the absolute mental international rugby players, uh, men's try of the year awards as well, which... Like, remember that Damien Pinot, uh try against Scotland that was basically the same as that Louis Rees Samit try yeah. against Scotland, but yeah, worse. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, the Pinot try got nominated, but Louis Rees Samit didn't, even though his was much better and basically doing exactly the same thing, which is running fast on the wing and kicking it. But, you know. Holy words, he makes a good point. Pivot won a trophy. Where's his nomination? Well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He's as worthy as Ian Foster, surely. (laughs) Yeah, it's Kiwi, check, trophy, check, shitter, check. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, if Dave Randy can get nominated for Coach of the Year, which he has been, (laughs) there's the face. Exactly. I mean, it, it reminds everyone that these player of the year things were always a total fucking stupidity and everybody went, huh? Is it just an excuse for a Monaco? Basically, yes. But this year, I don't think they'll even get to go to Monaco. Well, they actually, in fact, they cancelled it last year because they couldn't get to go to Monaco and so there was no fucking point. We've never been invited to Monaco. Some podcasts have, but we'll never get invited (laughs) to Monaco. Absolutely not. I'm fucking amazed that we haven't had the call, but there you go. (laughs) But yeah, you know, usually they will... They're letting the public vote on the winner this year, at least, which makes it vaguely more democratic, but will just make it more... I mean, everyone's just going to vote for Antoine Dupont, aren't they? Because 
he's the only person that nobody because everyone loves him and quite rightly so. Yeah. I think yeah. him not winning winning it in a year he probably doesn't deserve it is probably the most Antoine Dupont thing to do anyway. It is very so. Antoine Dupont that's what I told you he's going to be in there every year, isn't he? He's yeah, going to be like the, the, the U2 Itoge, for international Itoge, at the Brits. The Itoje yeah. nomination is exactly the same as the Richie McCall nomination was. Like, he's just going to get <laughs> nominated every year. But, uh, he's been injured for a year. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Still you ever see the way he rehabs? <laughs> But um, yeah, it's it's all very silly, and it. I think next year they shouldn't just like the panel that they fucking put together for all of these things. I mean, it just makes you wonder, like, why is Stephen Jones involved for starters? Why is Stephen Jones in People the women's fifteen player he's a, of the he's year? He's a award? respected journalist, and he's basically <laughs> a fucking everyone pantomime villain without the yeah, charm. Everyone, Everyone in the Southern Hemisphere thinks that he's the Britain's most respected fucking rugby journalist when actually he's a twat that nobody yeah. likes. He's a, he's a yeah. parody of a pub mouth now, <laughs> is what he is, and gets paid handsomely for it. He does. He's remarkable, like, really. Yeah. Like, I just, if they're going to have a, if they're going to put it out for a public vote, don't narrow it down to four and make it a four like. Like just make it ten and let democracy decide, or let popularity decide. You know, having a four nominations and two of them are for Australian for the men's player of the year feels real fucking thick. In a year where Australia have been pretty good, but also haven't been pretty good a lot of it as well, and are certainly not very good at the moment. Well, they had that it's couple just... of decent games, didn't they? And they beat New Zealand, did. of course, didn't they? So. And they beat South Africa twice. That's not, yeah. you know, not for Not nothing. to be sniffed at. <laughs> they also just, you know, got comprehensively beaten by both Scotland and England. So, More of that later. Indeed. Uh, so we talk, what else have we got? Uh, speaking of um, England women, um, England prop and Harlequin's prop, Vicky Cornbra has been named vice chair of the RPA. She has. Maybe they'll manage yeah. to sh- she'll manage to get their policy shifted about helping people to negotiate before they get a contract. I don't know. It'd be a radical. The RP owner represents people once they get a contract. So if you've already signed a shit contract because you weren't well advised, oh well, people go, "Well, you signed a contract, pal." You know. Yeah, I mean, it's very stupid. Hopefully, there will be some. Some. I mean, you know my feelings on the RPA and its yeah. usefulness as a body. They but, are um... the UDM of, uh, <laughs> of, of rugby unions. Those you don't know what the UDM is, because I'm sure you're not all as steeped in mining folklore as me. It's the <laughs> Union of Democratic Mine Workers. Uh, please look it up and realise why they are universally hated. <laughs> um, yes. Speaking of women's rugby, uh, Ireland captain Kira Griffin uh, has announced she's retiring from Test Rugby after the Autumn Internationals. Now... Have you been following the the fucking hoo-ha this week? <laughs> There's been a report out this week that they're confirming they won't be publishing. I know that much. I need, yes. I need to read up. I'll have to be honest. I need to yeah. read up a bit more about it. But anytime you say we're not publishing the full report, you know there's something... You know there's something Yorkshire Cricket yeah. Club-esque say, going on, don't they? They say, oh, it's our policy. We never publish these reports. And it's like, yeah, but do you think not think this time? <laughs> you stop you and go, should. why not? <laughs> <laughs> why is nobody interested in being transparent? You yeah. know, it's very bizarre. Because obviously Anthony Eddy, who's the head of Women's and Sevens Rugby in Ireland, basically took a massive shit with his clothes on this week and attempted to effectively 
lay all the blame for Ireland's failure to qualify for the Rugby World Cup next year um, at the feet of the players, which <laughs> went down very well, as you can imagine. Um, Cleaner Maloney, the you should uh, always blame the operators and things because it's always there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cleaner Maloney basically went straight on Twitter and accused him of spreading slurry, which is you know wonderful, wonderful. Um, and then over the course of the week, there was a more sort of storming the Bastille vibe increasingly throughout the Ireland squad. Um, and so you know, the time you know, Griffin's 27 and still fucking brilliant and an inspirational captain by all accounts so the fact that she's sort of decided Man, not going to take it anymore well she's like she's you know she said that she's retiring because she's you know it feels like the time to focus on her non-rugby interests and if that doesn't read like a code for i'm fucking sick of these pricks and i don't want to deal with it anymore. my non-rugby interest um... is like not dealing with dickheads <laughs> on a daily basis yeah either way the sort of whole fallout of what the fuck is going on with Irish women's rugby at the moment continues to rumble on and on and it makes as you say the fucking decision to not publish the report as to how they went from winning a Grand Slam to not qualifying for a World Cup in two years um, not public yeah and makes they, didn't it appoint all... Kingsley, they didn't appoint Kingsley Jones so it's definitely yeah, not no, that, no so... point was Kingsley Jones you know, the coach is already fucking off after the autumn you know that it's already started, you know, things are clearly all not right and haven't been right there for a while. But I think everybody, not least the players into themselves, deserve a bit of fucking clarity and openness about how they're not in New Zealand next year because they fucking should be. Martin Lewis says, if you listen to the 42 podcast, Lee, you'll get some good insight into it. I'll do that, Martin, and I recommend everybody else, I guess, because we're not going to get the right... Mark has done some excellent reporting on this this right. week, as he often I does. shall make that a point to do that this week. Apologise, I've missed that this week. But yeah, cheers, Martin. Thanks for that, and thanks, Josh, for bringing that. In other news, I'd like mm. to thank a uh, list, long-time listener and supporter, Curtis Neese, who's been in touch. Nice. Yeah. He, but he never gets fed up. Oh, absolutely, um, but he hates that. Yeah, I'm editing that out. Uh, the, so, um, uh, right, so he's drawn my attention to it. News-wise, Jimmy Gopeth, the never-ending yes. mumra of place-kicking, Jimmy Gopeth, <laughs> yes. has um, decided that now is the time, as he, as he reaches the gloaming and twilight of his career, that he's going to launch himself a new business, and that business is Jimmy GT's. Oh, now, first of all, I said that, and you said, do you mean T-shirts? No, yeah. you don't mean T-shirts. More, Actually, more sensibly, he's launched a kicking team, which you can understand. Okay, right? yeah. I mean, a very good goal kicker. Exactly. So, and he's done his own advert with his own oh, phone. God. So let's oh, have a look God. at this, shall we? Give us give us two seconds for me to just tee this up. Uh, 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 uh. You can't even Google Jimmy Gopeth Tees and Jimmy G Tees on Twitter. I don't mind giving him some free adverts. I hope it goes well oh, for him. Yeah. But have, have a listen. Have a listen to this if you would. Hi, I'm Jimmy Gopeth, and it gives me great pride to be able to bring you the Jimmy G Tee. It's the kicking tee that I've been using my whole professional career, and now you guys can purchase it and start your own kicking memories. Follow my link, JimmyGTees.com. 
amazing story of how I've been able to bring this tea to you guys. I hope everyone enjoys it. Go and get yourself the Jimmy G tea. It would almost be better if he was selling like tea, like herbal tea. <laughs> what I like about it is one, you can create your own kicking memories with this tea. Kicking memories. What the fuck? And, and also, I can't wait to tell you the amazing story of how I brought this tea to you. An amazing story. I, I with the greatest respect to Jimmy Gopher, I feel like he is writing checks that his ability as a raconteur cannot <laughs> fucking cash. And it's the uh, amazing story that somebody tapped him on the shoulder and went, I've got a plastics factory and I fancy diversifying. Do you want to put your name on a team? Is that, is that, because I imagine that's it. That it's definitely not, yeah. is, he, is he trying to paint a kind of Lord of the Rings type story playing into his Kiwi background that, you know, he got, I went on an adventure one day and, <laughs> and the, Lord then... of the, the Lord of the Tees. Yeah, ridiculous. unbelievable. I God am the Lord him. of the Tees, said he. I want to know how many. T- I, mean, I wonder what know what number take that was. I've got a feeling that it was about fifty. <laughs> and they went, that, that'll do, Jimmy. It'll do. Hell. It's fine. It's going to have to do. I tell you what, though. You know, there's not. It's not easy for a professional rugby player to make a bit of side scratch. You know, no. if you're not the biggest high profile player in the world, do you, did you know? Or an inexplicably you know about... popular twat. You know. Yeah, unless point. you're an inexplicably popular twat. It's really hard to sort of, you know, they, these are not footballers. They can't get, the, you know, they're not Love Island contestants. They can't get the level of side gig and sort of endorser deals that other people can. Like, I, I see Jimmy Gopp with a Love Island. I've got an amazing story to tell you over fuck's sake, Jimmy. Have you, have you, I mean, have you heard about Sam Cross's uh, Aldi opening side gig? <laughs> no, but I've seen the pictures. I mean, He's still wearing so, the 2012 so Sam, track suit. Sam, yeah, it? Sam Cross, uh, 2016 Rio Olympic silver yeah. medalist, Team GB, of course, uh, one cap Wales wonder, um, and occasional Ospreys reserve flanker, is still getting work and has been since 2016 as the go-to guy to uh, to open an Aldi. <laughs> if you need an Aldi opening anywhere in... Basically, anywhere to the west of the M5, uh, <laughs> Sam is your fucking man. And he's, I mean, the fact that this, this is, you could understand him doing it in 2017, right? It's like, you know, it's the the afterglow of Rio 2016. You know, he's still, it's the medal is still shiny, all of this sort of stuff. No, he's open, he was, he's opening one in Neath next week. And he's going to rock up like he did in Swansea a couple of weeks ago with his 2016 Rio Olympic kit on and his silver medal. And he's going to cut a red thing and he's going to open an Aldi. He went all the way to like, where did he, he went to all this, but basically he went to somewhere near Newcastle to open one at one point. And there's got to be a point where that isn't making sense financially for him. And how many people are saying Sam Cross is going to open and they're going, who? <laughs> And I've pretended I've, always, oh Sam, oh, I loved it. You loved I loved it when I saw you doing that thing at the Olympics. But obviously, like all these Is it hard are... to control the horse when they're walking backwards, Sam? <laughs> oh, that's not you. All right, okay. Obviously, it's hard to like get to a you know 
it's not easy for him to Aldi find. Sp- sponsor GB, don't they? They, well, they I know Jay Jones is from Flint here. She's often all over Aldi adverts and stuff in a GB Indeed. gear. And they and you look at and if you type Olympic hero Aldi, you will find many local newspaper reports about various people. Never people who've won gold. The people who, <laughs> they've got bigger the people deals. They're, people, they're doing the shit with Kellogg's and the like. Yeah. yeah. If you've if you've won a non gold medal for Team GB, you are on Aldi's call list for. Do you think, do you think they get that opening. before the the tournament? Just so you know, <laughs> if you need that little bit of extra encouragement to try your best out there in that last yeah. mile when you're really struggling, here's what you can expect: no medal. You basically get to uh, oh, go no to medal. a factory where they make the trolleys. Bronze yeah, no medal. medal. Never heard from you again. Yeah, bronze medal, you get to stand in the car park with balloons for 20 minutes. Silver, <laughs> you get you get to open a store. Gold, we won't make you appear at any Aldi's at all. Yeah. Gold, so you've really got better things to do. really pushing for that win. Think about never <laughs> having to appear at Aldi in your life. I mean, according and this came to this came to light because um Sam Davis, the uh, Dragon's Fly half, effectively accused him of uh Getting paid two grand a pop for this, which if that's fucking necking of starters, he's to mind his fucking business. But is that the sort of money that Aldi have got sloshing about? They can pay Sam Cross two grand to hang around outside of a fucking Aldi multiple times a year. Like they probably. They've probably paid his mortgage. Imagine, hey, imagine if Eddie Jones is about all these distractions <laughs> that he's got opening Aldi's. Honestly. What worries me about Sam Cross, if he wants to get on the bench more for the Ospreys, he's going to be distracted with all the Aldi happening his day. But Eddie will want a piece of that instead. He'll suggest himself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Two grand I'll apart. try to open he'll four do, Aldi's and any... fucking Sam Cross is there. <laughs> 30 of the time. Aldi. Any oldie within the M25, Eddie Jones will do it. <laughs> Any oldie that's abroad, if you can tie it in with some kind of two days consultancy, <laughs> he's up for it. He'll open all your oldies in Germany, and there must be loads yeah. of them. But then oh, they've yeah. already got loads of oldies. They don't need any more. Anyway, yeah. yeah. You know, so in other news, just while we finish off the news, um, even though Owen Farrell is injured, George Ford's not going to look in because obviously I don't know what's happened there. No. Well, I reckon, I mean, I reckon Eddie's had one conversation with Mike, and this is the upshot of it. <laughs> I mean, we can talk about this a little bit more in the weekend, but yeah, I think it says something. Yeah, <laughs> it certainly says something. I don't know what it says. Um, oh, actually, to... before we finish the news, um, World Rugby have trailed um, that they're going to be making a significant announcement uh, on Wednesday, which is tomorrow, uh, as mm-hmm. we record. Um, related to uh, the welfare of retired rugby players. Uh, no clue what that is yet. Um, if I were a betting man, I'd say they're going to sponsor yet another study so they can kick the can even further down the road. But I'm a, nothing if not hugely cynical about everything that World Rugby does. Maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised. Who knows? Well, Maybe they're Nobody's admitted liability at this stage, are they? So, no. but I mean, hopefully maybe they'll offer something that might make the uh, thing go away, perhaps. I'll be nice well, I suppose that the... the, the the players have been quite clear, haven't they, about what they want, which is yes. better protocols and better stuff. So maybe they're going to make an announcement on that. But we'll see, I think. But it could be a study. Or it could oh, be I... a 
It uh, could uh, be. They're going to bring them in to, to co-produce a solution or something. Yeah. Or Which wouldn't be bad of, in itself, actually, Or some sort of retired, retired players' medical fund or something like that, you know? Yes. Like a hardship fund or something like that. That would be yeah. a good start. 50% Ooh, of it of... so far has been uh, donated by Sam Cross from his Aldi opening. <laughs> in but, Look, um, don't say he doesn't give back. Speaking indeed. of George Ford, actually, um, yeah. the rumour before we came on air um, in the rugby paper is that uh, George Ford told Leicester today that he will not be keep taking up a new contract next season and he will indeed be going to sale, as has been rumoured. George Ford. You all end up gym. back in Oldham eventually. <laughs> it, you know, he heard about he heard about the mind gym, the gym for the mind. Yes, and he's like, "That's where he I want to be." That is a bit of me, he said. <laughs> so this is what I want to be doing with my life. I want to be human flagging all over the shop. Yeah. Yes, because AJ McGinty's going to Bristol, isn't he? Yeah, so I mean, it's a good replacement. To be fair, it's a better replacement. Yeah. I mean, it's a much better player. He's a much better player than AJ McGinty. Yes. But, I mean, it's weird because Leicester are now the best team in Britain, <laughs> probably. And they're, they're very likely... What's he, he's basically going to go, look, I'm just going to win the Premiership with Leicester so that I'll always be a legend here and then I'll just go and fuck off the sale immediately. Which... It's a mood. I respect it in a way. But you know. I'm telling you, you know, nobody should underestimate the, the pulling power the pull of, of Oldham. Yeah. Of the spindle shopping centre in Oldham. <laughs> speaking of talk about the Oracle. Not a patch on the spindles, let me tell you. Park on that top floor of their car park, views over the Pennines. Oof. Oof. You can't see it most of the time because there's so much fog, but you know. <laughs> Yeah. Still yeah. So yeah, that's the news. Shall we? Let's move on to the weekend time. We shall move on so to the weekend. So we're going to say goodbye to our non-patron listeners while we go and talk about Aww. the weekend. So goodbye to all of you. The world of work has changed dramatically, and organisations are evolving. A full or part-time MBA from UCD Smurfit School equips managers to react at pace and deliver change. Now is the time to transform your career and gain a new business network. Join our virtual MBA Experience Day on Saturday, November 20th. Register at smurfitschool.ie forward slash events. UCD Michael Smurfit Graduate Business School. Developing impactful business leaders. As more sectors across Ireland are reopening, the COVID-19 pandemic unemployment payment is changing. If you're currently receiving this payment, the amount you receive will change from the 16th of November. To find out more about how these changes will affect you, visit gov.ie forward slash PUP changes. A Government of Ireland initiative brought to you by the Department of Social Protection. Uh, uh, right. Should we move on? Let's move on. That was the weekend. Mm-hmm. We welcome back our non-patron listeners. Hello, everybody. You missed some proper chat in there. Um, mm-hmm. Shall we do some predictions with our friends at Match Pint? As we know, yes, fuck me, we man, should. we're a bin fire this weekend. By the way, <laughs> I'm my in ninety second, ninety right. second in the league, and frankly, that's higher than I deserve. <laughs> so, I am. Where am I? I'm thirty third, which I'm all right Jesus, with. That's all right. Well, you know what I did? I bottled it, didn't I? So basically, you know, we predicted Ireland to win last week. Yeah. 
because of everything that we said. When it comes to actually yeah. doing it, I was like, you're still New Zealand, no, they're going to win. And then, of course, <laughs> I fucked that, haven't I? I predicted, See, like, France to win by far more than they could. I, I predicted Italy to win. I predicted Italy to win. Um, we've really misjudged where Argentina are in all haven't this. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that Argentinian back five, right, of Lamanine, Lavanini, Kramer, um, Genuinely. Issa, the racist it's... one, whose name I can't yeah. remember right now. <laughs> Pablo Matera. Matera. Yeah. And the other lad on open side. Fuck me, that is some fucking high echelon of shit house in the back five. Honestly, that is, isn't it? they are absolutely probably the biggest bunch of cunts in world rugby. <laughs> and I say that as an absolute compliment. Yeah, oh God, yeah, yeah. yeah. Awful, awful people. Wonderful. <laughs> Genuinely appalling field, yeah. people. But anyway, so we were terrible. You're the, Can I give a big, big shout out to Christian Cox, who's yes. top of our league and top of the whole wide world? <laughs> Fair fucking play. Um, four perfect scores he's picked. Four That's perfect scores in rugby. I'm going to think he's got. Some, I'm going to think he's got some kind of hack going on here. But <laughs> I mean, it's. I don't think I, I think I've, I came close to a couple of perfect scores, and then they've kind of just gone away from me at the end. But like, yeah, it's it's very impressive. And don't forget, you can still enter our. Uh, you can match point. You might not be able to win the league by now, but you could win if you got the best scores of the week. You'll still get a free point to give away out of that. So. Or a free pint for yourself if you were within. Or 10 free points. point for yourself, yeah. Uh, that's part of Guinness you could get. So yeah, go to Match Pint, download it. One last week, you can join in. Uh, use the code yeah. code Blood and Mud to join our league on the Guinness Pint Predictor. Um, and there you go. So yeah, get involved with a hundred and fifty odd other people who've joined. So thank you very much for everybody who's joining. I hope you're enjoying the. The bit of interest. So there you go. So yeah, match pint app wherever you find your apps, and join our league on the Guinness Pint Predictor. Right? Should we do shit good to finish off? I think we should. Yeah. What have you got that is shit, Josh? Uh, oh, we're not going to actually predict the game. Beyond the that? fucking Tampa Bay Buccaneers top that you're wearing. Are, are we not going to predict the actual games like we have? Oh, we that? are going to predict the actual games, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. I've decided that mine is so embarrassing. I'm not going to bother yeah, anymore. Yeah, I can understand why you're not. Well, you don't want to commit yourself to them at this early stage. Uh, Italy v Uruguay then. Italy win by 25. Yeah, I was going to say Italy by 20. Scotland, Japan. Scotland, Scotland. I don't think as many as you're saying, but by 30. I think Scotland by 40, which, you know, it could be a lot more. It could be, a, I know it's going to be a lot. It's going to be around that. Let's be real. England, uh, South Africa. I think South Africa by three. I think it's going to be quite a tight. It's going to be a tighter game than it looks. But again, I look at that Springbok double pack, the double front rows. I look what England are likely to have. Made up people. And made up people, and and the, the barely out of quarantine Joe Marler. Plankste, Planksty Johnson is coming out of tight head this week for England. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, I think, I think will it will be, be close, and I think it could go either way. Sorry, I'll say England are going to win just because you said that Africa are going to win for no Fair reason. I can see England winning it quite comfortably. Um, Australia will defeat Wales, I'm guessing, in your in your yeah. version of history. Yeah, probably. Well, no, in, in Wales' entire version of history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they did get the monkey off the bat a couple of years ago, didn't they? But, uh, yeah. 
It's now going to be jumping back on there and clamping itself on good yeah. and proper on Sunday. I think it'll be Australia by like four or something. And it'll probably be an 80th, yeah. an 80th minute try, probably by Kirtley Beale. <laughs> when he's played utterly <laughs> awful all game, he'll yeah, suddenly yeah. appear in the right hole. Yeah. yeah. France, uh, New Zealand for your Saturday night viewing at eight o'clock. I cannot fucking. I'm probably going to be. France have been going, really going, unconvincing. Uh, the worst so part far. is I'm going to I'm going to Australia. Where's Australia? Oh, yeah, so I'm probably not I'm probably some, not some going to be people. able to watch France by seven, which I think is going to be. I think I th- I just think I look at France and I just think you're good. You can do what Ireland did to them if you want. Like your your pack of horrible bastards times two can do a number on them if you particularly feel like it. Maybe they won't feel There's like too it. much chaos energy from, from... <laughs> this is the issue. It could be one of the all time great games. I'm sorry to be a lazy French trope, but it is actually just a stupid amount of chaos energy coming off. Really? Right now. Like, I mean, are they going to persist with the fucking two tens thing? Yeah. And sticking the axis, to the axis of quiff. <laughs> Sources say no. Sources say they're going back to sensible things. He'll be but playing 12 we'll then, Fiku. Yeah. They don't fancy Pinot at 13 at international level at all. No, do they? they don't, which I, I think is a real shame because I think that could be bags of fun. But I think you stick... He the, plays very stick, well as a winger, though, so why would He you? does. If you stick Fiku at 12 again, instantly France becomes about 90% more sensible. <laughs> so, who knows? We'll see. But I think France by seven. What do you think? <laughs> I think New Zealand might just squeeze this because of the chaos energy. I think Denver Bamba is mm. going to come on and do something, and just everything might fall apart in a scrum or something. I love him, but yeah, so, it's uh, going to be funny. I think New Zealand by f- five. Yeah, I'd love France to win, but uh, me too. In their escape to victory kit. <laughs> so then, uh, then Sunday we've got Ireland versus Argentina. Argentina. That should be uh, a reasonable win for Ireland. Should be a good game though. Forward side, I think, think it'd be a good game. Maybe Ireland by about fifteen. We think Keelan Doris has come of age. Wait till he gets fucking. Wait till he gets that pack of twats all over him on a, on, on Sunday. Can you cope? I hope he's going to go to church for this game. Energy. Get yourself to mass, Keelan, because I'm telling you. Okay, yes. now we move on to shit. Good, don't hmm. we? Yeah, we do. Uh, what have you got this shit, Josh? Um, Nick Berry trying to talk himself out of giving a red card on Saturday. That was, Which... you know what, you know, things that we often say there's things in games that make you make an involuntary noise. Yeah, yeah. And it's usually some kind of sidestep. Literally, yeah. when he said that, I went, oh, oh. I made like, like a strange noise. Yeah. It's like, you know, that our game is losing its grip on sense when test match officials are second guessing and trying to downplay the sort of behavior that basically it's what that Wigan player did to that Castleford lad to get Mick Morgan all steamed up. Basically, it's the same thing. And that was ages ago in rugby league. Oh, what Ben Flower did still... when he jumped, when he punched the bloke, then jumped on him and punched him again. It was a little bit like a sort of light <laughs> version of that. <laughs> Full on. Like, if not for the TMO, he would have given him a yellow card for that. And that was it's a red card. Well, he's ago. going down, so that's a mitigation. It's the TMO. Said, I just want to make the point that <laughs> uh, he's he's already sat on the fucking floor, Nick. I don't know how else, I don't know how else I can yeah. tell you this. I mean, he does go down after it, but that's because he's been fucking <laughs> clocked in the head. Completely unnecessary as well. I mean, a great yeah, that just shows he was already you already down. 
complete lack of control the of the aggression. Yeah. Yeah. And he looked so fucking devastated that I felt for him. Oh, but I'll Jesus Christ, what. it was a I didn't feel thing. for him really because he just fucking stiff arms him in the head for no reason. <laughs> true. Yeah. But the deep, deep, deep human shame that he felt yeah, yeah, every yeah. time that camera went on him and the regret that was etched across his every feature. You couldn't help but, um, uh, but feel for the lad, could you? Indeed. I actually thought, because he put his hood up, I thought he was actually going to pull his hood over his face at one point. I thought he going to do that thing, thing what like, kids do and just do that. <laughs> yeah. Kenny himself. <laughs> yeah, like that. The badly behaved kids <laughs> slowly, do in class. <laughs> slowly pull the fucking toggle. Are you going to take your books out, John, or what? Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, a friend of mine works in a referral unit now, and he's... And, she gets to deal with like two kids a day that are like that. They come in in the morning, just like not speaking. It's just to like try and get them to add things up by the end of the day. Anyway, shit then. Uh, Elliot Fry gets in touch. He says, shit is I missed all the games this weekend. Oh, huh. said, but good. It's, he said, it's because my wife gave birth to our daughter on Saturday. Hey. Oh, how lovely. Uh, and she already has some Marcus Smith level luscious dark hair. My daughter had that when she was born. It looked like a little monkey. And uh, she lost it all within two weeks. So, I hope that doesn't, well, enjoy it. Well, whatever you want, yeah. Elliot, but mainly because he's very happy. <laughs> um, Hannah Blunn gets in touch. She said, shit is that you two are never allowed to make Scotland predictions from now on. Oh, dear, we've just done it. <laughs> but surely you can't lose to Japan. You even, aren't lose even to we're bulletproof Japan. for that fucking prediction, surely. Padraig Kelly gets in touch. He says, shit is that I missed all of the rugby two weeks in a row. He said, you can't be having two I, kids. He said, because I was on my stag do. And doing wedding prep. Oh, all these lovely life things that are happening around our listeners. How nice. Um, Patrick James gets in touch. He says, shit is whatever Wales' game plan was supposed to be on Sunday. I don't think picking static 9-12s who can't pass and a pack that can't carry or function at the set piece will catch on with the rest of the rugby world anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> kind of covers what we, what you said earlier, I yeah. think. Neil Webber gets in touch. He says, shit is both English and Welsh packs. Both seem slow to the bait down, imprecise or overpowered at times, which made everything else difficult. Um, I'm not sure about the England one. Yeah, I'd say for Wales, not so much for England. I I think England was sloppy. I don't think they were overpowered. I think they were just a bit slack. I'm not loving Laws at six. No. I think he's very old now. At least not so much that. I just don't like... That what I don't like that at six for a team that's going to be trying to do what we're trying to do. But there you go. No, but I think um, if he was t- he was five years younger and about twenty percent more athletic, it would be a lot more workable. I'm assuming if you trusted Don Brandt or somebody, then you because Billy's gone now. I'm assuming you'd, mm. you'd then push Curry back, wouldn't you? But anyway, anyway, he said. However, he did say good is Canada's women given the Red Roses a difficult game. Yes, indeed. Uh, Owen Glendur says, shit, is the whole panel who decided World Rugby's nominees in their end-of-year awards circle wank? They are clearly all on fucking crack, says Owen. <laughs> strong I words. Mean, yeah, very strong words. Hope it's you're on gone. the mend, by the way, Owen. After Indeed. After ridiculous bone scenario. Have you got any more shit? Uh, no, not really. Let's do good then now. Speaking of the yeah. Red Roses game, one seventeen wins on the bounce. Boom. Um, yeah. However, the the Poulan try for Canada about mm. f- fourteen minutes in outside drift step gas step again wonderful stuff yeah look decent Canada as somebody asked at the weekend game, though, didn't they are the only the, the only women's team that could legitimately probably beat their men's team 
<laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what, else have we got? what else have I got that's good? Well, we can't go the weekend without talking about the Sia Khaleesi arse signing and arse slapping, can we? <laughs> this, this is what happens when you're a global sporting icon. Sometimes you've got to sign someone's arse. You know, we haven't got much time for the how wonderfully different rugby is and all that shit. Mm-hmm. However, that was an example where rugby is different and where we should fucking embrace it like the wonderful thing that it is. Because so it was internet, the, one it of the, the biggest things in the world jumps yeah. over a fence and will happily sign your ass. Yeah. Yeah. And one just insisted on signing his ass and then gave it a little slap for good measure. <laughs> was yeah. just, I mean, I could not love Seacleese anymore, but he's wonderful. Yeah, and it's, and it's when, the, when the interview after games, his default always is to talk about how wonderful all the people are where they're visiting at that time. <laughs> He's been he's great here in Edinburgh. Nice Everyone's man. made us so welcome. There's such lovely people. Everyone's made us feel really welcome and lovely all the time. I can't thank you ma- all enough. What about the game? Here? Oh, yeah, we smashed the fuck out of them. But yeah, everybody. <laughs> in a... Just imagine what it's like when he's going to start playing away games for the Sharks in the Irk. You know, he's going to be like, yeah, you know, Flanathy's absolutely fucking wonderful. I mean, look at the oh, people. I can't thank the They're people wonderful. of Norway enough. They're, 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 you know, it's ages since I've been fucking pissed on Thanks. sideways by rain. It's been absolutely glorious. Just, just like to thank the people of Newport for their fabulous welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it will be a test. That's what I'm going to say of his powers of positivity. He's just a wonder, isn't he? He really is. Speaking of wonders, yeah. Uh, Lugano Yam, uh, Am rather. Why did I say Yam? It's nearly Thanksgiving. That's my, that's my excuse. <laughs> um, I think because Damien Diolande often does the flashy shit, like Om kind of doesn't get the respect he deserves, but bloody hell if he's not the best 13 in the world right now, he's I'm not sure who is. He's a glorious rugby player. The way he like, but the way that he reads the game is so different to the way that most other 13, like, other good 13s do but it's like no less important like his whole fucking shtick is i'm going to be the man that just tidies this up yeah. <laughs> he's basically just like a very very efficient i'll be the man that like, just efficiently gets fixer. in the way of what you're trying to do stuff he's like, like that. and yeah, that's before like, he even gets the like, ball yeah he's like mr wolf from Pop from Pop fiction <laughs> yes that's exactly like, what he is, yeah. he's a cleaner it's like if there's a whether it's a tackle that you need finishing off he's there yes. if there's a competition for the ball on the deck he'll be right in there to fucking challenge it and probably win a penalty and good lord if you're waiting for scraps from a contested kick just go wherever he is because that's where the ball will be it's it's he's just always in the right place at the right time in the right moment to extract the most benefit for his team, whether that's like a positive or a disruptive combat. Like it's just, if I, when you look at that Bok team and you think, you know, Ches and Colby's not playing for them at the moment. They're still fucking brilliant. Like they can seemingly kind of play either of their fly halves or any of their nines, and they're still brilliant. They've got 10 million front rows and 10 million fucking back rows and 10 million locks. If there's one player they can't replace, it's him. And when they do replace him, they replace him with Jesse Creel. And that somehow doesn't break everything. (laughs) Jesse Creel as an international winger doesn't render your entire team as a busted (laughs) flush and somehow it doesn't, which just shows you how much their system works. But it's like he is, Lukani Yam, Yam is the 
he's the most important player on that Bok team. I genuinely think he is. I just think he's the most irreplaceable player because I don't, th- I can't think of any other player that I've ever seen that has his particular kind of fire putter outer skill set that he does in that position. It's remarkable. If if we were younger and any good at TikTok, we could do a brilliant. You send him the can you am? Yes. Does that make you feel better? <laughs> yeah, shit, man. That's all you had to say. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we might have to make that. I'll, I'll the Scottish rugby blog are good at that stuff. Maybe they. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay, that was the shit. Yes. Uh, good. Uh, oh no, sorry, we're already on good. We're, we? we're on good. Yeah, yeah, we're on good already. I'm tired now. It's been going on a long time, this. Uh, Matt McKnight gets in touch. He says, good is officiating my best friend's wedding. Oh, Matt I lives it. in America where you can do things like that. You can do shit like that, yeah. Those crazy Americans. Yeah. But it's so many lovely things happening in a world. You, you turn Italian on, it's not much fun, is it? No, it certainly isn't. Especially if you're watching Narcos Mexico, like me. Not much fun to be had there <laughs> at all. It looks like a, being a narco guy, very, very stressful life. Genuinely, Lots it's of like, low okay, level yeah. cunning and politics as well, man. A lot of hard it's work. Like you might have a lot of, you might get a lot of money and a lot of women and a lot of power and all of that stuff. But oh, but it must be the admin, absolutely the admin. knackering. Yeah, it's like being Tony Soprano. Like Tony Soprano seems like it would be a nice life, but The Sopranos reveals that Tony Soprano's life is just incredibly fucking stressful and is not that very fun at it, all. When the, when the young lad gets promoted, gets made. And then he mm. has to sit with uh, with Paulie Walters. He says, "Right, you're expected to give us that on a Friday. Yeah, that much yeah. money on it's Sunday. Like, that much." Yeah. And he's like, "What? What? I'm gonna do all that this week? Says, Welcome to the NFL, yeah. kid." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like when you were just a fucking basic hoodlum. You actually had a much nicer life. You yeah, might not have been quite as rich. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So Lawrence Agleton gets in touch. Says, "Good as Luke Pierce slows down the decision making, but actually speeds up the game." Quite yeah, I think he is very good at that thing, and he does. He has a yeah. He's he has a calmness about him that somebody like Nick Berry, for example, did not display. Us. He <laughs> just looks like constantly like... terrified. What, 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 what you would do when there's been a four-hour fucking video? When there's been a four-hour video made against you publicly, then you will be a bit nervous, maybe. I know, and this kind of shows the the fucking toil that it's thing on him. That he's just like, I'll just. I'll let everybody get away with everything. That's the only way I'm going to get away with this. Simon Clark gets in touch. He says, good is Ronan Kelleher and Hugo Keenan. Yeah, we discussed yep. that earlier. Alex Janio gets in touch and says, I resumed the annual trip to Aberavon for their game against Bridge End on Saturday from London after a two-year hiatus. Wonderful welcome by all. The most beautiful setting for sport in the world. Fair Aberavon. Play. I mean... You're from that neck of the woods, Josh. Is Aberavon the most beautiful? <laughs> I mean, it's, Aberavon's a lovely place, provided you don't look left. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you look to the right, and there's a lovely beach with sand that definitely wasn't originally there and has come from Dubai. Um, but if you look to the left, there is a, you know, a giant fucking, like, steelworks. Something from, from the fucking, some kind of scene from Dark Man. Is the other yeah, side yeah, of it? Yeah, yeah. It, 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 just don't look left. What a weird film Dark Man is. It is a weird film. Take the fucking elephant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, anyway, moving on. The second yes. row says good is Bavine Parsons with ball in hand, practically unplayable. Always. Yes. She's basically the best rugby player in the whole world. 
I'm yeah. not analyse it. She just is. <laughs> Most of the best rugby players in the world are women at the moment. That is very, very true. Yeah. Yeah. Ten Epp says good was Alex, Alex Cuthbert's return to Cuthbert's corner. He's not the future, yeah. but it was a nice coda to his Wales career. And did you see him tearing up in the anthem? Did bless him. Did you see bloody Christ and his uh, Whitchurch High teacher after the <laughs> game? Oh, just a fundamentally nice young man. He is, yeah. And they all keep avoiding calling him Christ, don't they? Obviously, that's like a bad yeah. thing to do. It must yeah. be Chris. No, he's called Christ, no, no, I think. Christ. That's, like, that's, just and that's fine. Just use it. Like, I think he does go by Chris just to make life easier for everyone. But like, <laughs> it's like, no, his name is Christ. Um, Oshin gets in touch. says, good as Dale Cole's, Dane Cole's remark in his sex that is a mouthy cunt. To it was Peter. very funny. But honestly, Dan, Dan, Dane, glass houses, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, it's a Luke Pierce. Careful, careful. <laughs> I mean, Luke Pierce didn't have the like, couldn't credibly disagree with him. No. Which, yeah. you know, I tell you what else was good, more mm-hmm. seriously good, uh, mm-hmm. was the National Congress of American Indians publicly oh, God, calling yes, for Exeter to change their branding. Um, Remember when, a couple of months ago when Tony Rowe did that fucking nonsense interview with Rob Kitson where he speculated that no no Native American yeah, people really right, cared? Yeah. Well, Tony, the largest Native American organization in the world, has just written you a big fucking letter saying they do. So the last gossamer thread of your fucking excuse goes with it, pal. And somebody had actually, an Exeter fan, had responded to that that thing, say, by tagging in the Native American Guardians, which are fucking three cranks yes. funded by a white man, basically. Yeah, um, funded by Dan Snyder. Dan, Dan really Snyder isn't, fun- isn't funding them anymore now that his own fucking... The only yeah. reason that he set up that organisation... So on the one hand, that or- three cranks for- funded, funded by the Washington un- unsayable name... Football guy. team, yeah. And uh, the National Congress that represents 600 tribes... They were saying, please fucking stop doing this. And we've been saying this since the 1960s. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of legs to stand on now. No. <laughs> really? Well, there like, weren't any anyway. There weren't any anyway, but like even the sort of the, the like tiny threads of like pretended excuses that they previously had are now just fucking gone. Let's be real. Last couple then. Jason Flynn Wall gets in touch. And says that good is James Lowe's tackles and Peter O'Mahony's jackal. Pure magic, yes. And Bez gets in touch and says good is Sia Khaleesi. Yes, for everything we yep. talked about a little bit earlier. Yeah. He said, but shit, is World Rugby overlooking him for men's player of the year? Yes. Yeah. Yes, again, which we discussed. Feels like a big Baffling. fuck you, he says. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it does a bit. <laughs> it does um, a bit. Right, that's us, a long one. I mean, yeah. they're always long ones, but... Longer than usual one. Too many Maybe. games. I need to go back. Too we need many, to go yeah. back to you know when we can't watch all the domestic stuff. We haven't got time. Yeah, so at least we can just pick about. and choose. When we feel obliged to talk about like all the games of the weekend, it takes fucking ages. Yeah, do less games, rugby. Yes. Right. Mm. I just last good for me. I do like that the Wales women are playing at Cardiff Arms Park, and the and the Strapland is sisters in arms, which I yeah. very much like. A lovely touch. Lovely touch. Speaking Peter of lovely touch. On the weekend. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Another good win, yeah. So, um, right, that's us. Long time coming to the end. Thanks very much, everybody who stuck with it on the live stream. It was lovely to see you. Goodbye. And those of you who are listening uh, in the normal way, 
Thank you very much for listening. We'll speak to you all soon. Thanks for your support. And uh, the last weekend of the autumn will be discussed next week. Bye, Josh. Bye. This year, Leaving Certificate students have new choices via the CAO. Whether you're going straight into the world of work or exploring routes to third level, further education and training and apprenticeships offer you flexible, hands-on learning opportunities. The future is full of possibilities. Whatever your ambition, further education and training and apprenticeships can help take you there. Your future is what you make it. Learn more at cao.ie forward slash options. This is an initiative of the Government of Ireland. Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.